Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez at NPR West in Culver City. The California State University System's Board of Trustees unanimously voted yesterday to hike tuition at its 23 campuses. Annual tuition at Cal State is set to increase by 6% starting next fall for each of the next five years. That means that in-state full-time undergraduates will pay $7,700 by 2028 compared to $5,700 today. Trustee in San Francisco state graduate Jose Antonio Vargas supported the measure, but reluctantly. It's been said that the CSU is a dream engine, and this is kind of a nightmare scenario, right, when it comes to having to raise tuition. And the fact is, if we don't do this, there is no alternative path that we can pursue. University officials say the $840 million raised will help address a massive funding gap and avoid layoffs. They also say many students won't be affected by the tuition hikes because of scholarships and financial aid. In Sacramento today, it's the final day of the legislative session, and that means the fate of dozens of bills must be decided as the hours and minutes tick down. KQED politics correspondent Guy Marzarati has more. The Assembly and Senate have until midnight to send bills to the desk of Governor Gavin Newsom. On Wednesday, the Democrat-controlled legislature took a somewhat uncharacteristic turn, passing a pair of bills enacting tougher criminal penalties. One bill would allow for longer prison sentences for possessing large amounts of fentanyl. Another bill targets child sex trafficking, adding it to the list of crimes that can result in longer prison terms under the state's three-strikes law. Newsom has until October 14th to sign or veto bills. For the California Report, I'm Guy Marzarati. An update to a story we told you about yesterday. Governor Newsom has signed a bill that would repeal California's travel ban to states with anti-LGBTQ laws. The seven-year-old travel ban prohibited state money from being used to pay for travel to 26 states altogether. But even its biggest supporters have acknowledged that it wasn't having the effect it was intended to, with so many new anti-LGBTQ bills introduced across the country this year. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jason Flom. And you're Maggie Freeling. Hey, Jason. Every day we learn about another person who shouldn't be in prison. 58 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So glad you're home. If you want to be part of this work, listen to Wrongful Conviction. The podcast where we hand the mic to innocent people to hear their stories. How do you send someone innocent to prison? Listen to new episodes of Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling and Jason Flom on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
on this final day of the legislative session, which we just told you about, a lot of eyes in Sacramento are on one particular measure moving through the state Senate. It would allow workers who are on strike for more than two weeks, like the Hollywood writers and actors, to apply for unemployment insurance. KQED's labor correspondent, Vanita Javala Romero, reports. SB 799 is controversial, but California wouldn't be the first. New Jersey and New York already allow striking workers to apply for unemployment. Supporters of the bill say it would help workers afford staying off the job longer to push for better conditions against wealthy corporations. Ada Briseño is co-president of Unite Here Local 11, which has been conducting rolling strikes by thousands of low-wage workers against L.A.-area hotels since July. The employer banks on the fact that the workers are not making their salary or their livelihood and they want to wait them out until they get desperate and have to go back to work. And so having this unemployment will be heaven sent. This comes as several Democratic lawmakers are concerned about the solvency of California's unemployment insurance program after the state lost billions of dollars in fraudulent claims during the pandemic. Employers are the ones who finance those benefits. A long list of business groups that oppose SB 799 worry they're already paying more to keep the unemployment insurance fund afloat. And Southern California Republican Assemblyman Bill Asaley is also concerned about giving workers and unions an unfair advantage in labor negotiations. While every worker certainly has a right to strike, you don't have a right to have the taxpayers subsidize your strike. Stanford Law Professor Bill Gould, a former National Labor Relations Board chairman, says the measure could make employers more inclined to compromise with unions one more tool that the union has in its toolkit of pressure that it can bring against the employer, that the employer might say, I'm going to be faced with a a very long strike. I can't afford that. I don't want it. And it might just change the bargaining power relationship between the parties. Still, he says it's unclear how many Californians would actually qualify for unemployment insurance payments while on strike, in part because most applicants must show they're looking for work. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. And we have more legislative news. A $25 minimum wage is in sight for tens of thousands of California's lowest paid health workers. CalMatters health reporter Ana Ibarra has more on a bill making its way through the legislature this week. If this bill from L.A. Senator Maria Elena Durazo is signed into law, the $25 minimum wage for health workers would be phased in across the state. The wage hike would be for people like nursing assistants, medical techs, and janitorial workers. As proposed, the wage increase would reach some employees much sooner than others, depending on the type of facility they work in. Workers at traditionally better resource facilities like dialysis clinics and large health systems could get the $25 rate as soon as 2026. Meanwhile, other workers, including those at rural hospitals, wouldn't reach this pay level for another 10 years. Employers get something, too. If the bill passes, unions can't put forward local measures forcing pay hikes for health workers for at least 10 years. That's CalMatters' Ana Ibarra. The bill has to be approved by the legislature this week to advance to the governor's desk.
One bill that won't make it to the governor's desk is a measure that would have restricted the use of solitary confinement in prisons, jails, and immigration detention centers. The bill from Pasadena Assemblyman Chris Holden faced opposition from sheriffs and prison officials. A similar measure from Holden was vetoed by Governor Newsom last year, who said the issue is ripe for reform, but he had concerns about the proposal from a safety perspective for prison staff and the incarcerated population. The legislation may be considered again next year. And that is the California Report for Thursday, September 14th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez, at NPR West in Culver City. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery. On the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. I'm Jason Flom. And you're Maggie Freeling. Hey, Jason. Every day we learn about another person who shouldn't be in prison. 58 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So glad you're home. If you want to be part of this work, listen to Wrongful Conviction. The podcast where we hand the mic to innocent people to hear their stories. How do you send someone innocent to prison? Listen to new episodes of Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling and Jason Flom on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.